if someone else was giving their like 100%, I had to give my 200% just to be taken seriously. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Pass the Mic Youth. I am Nuera Nyota. And I'm Luke Sheely. As we've talked about on this show, there are a lot of ways to be an activist. One of the things that we haven't really mentioned yet is activism through business. It seems like more and more companies are trying to be more socially forward by decreasing their carbon footprint, partnering with nonprofits, having diversity, equity, and inclusion officers, and more. It can be hard to tell which companies are actually doing good in the world. And with all of the issues companies have to deal with, can a business be an activist? Are entrepreneurs really concerned more with people or with profit? This week's story follows Sanskriti. She's a high school activist and entrepreneur working in the tech space. I went to the North Carolina School of Science and Math in Durham to talk with her about her experience, what challenges she's faced, and how entrepreneurship can be a form of activism. So my name is Sanskriti Deva. I'm a senior at the North Carolina School of Science and Mathematics, and I'm the inventor of the SmartCan so the smart can is a trash can that sorts out your recyclable and your compost items automatically through image processing when you throw away your trash. The smart can kind of started off as like a joke. Um, so at my school, my old school, the Philip Berry Academy of Technology, where I went for my freshman and sophomore years, um, it was kind of in the inner city in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, the, we, the school had gotten new trash cans um, because they had gotten a grant or something and on the trash cans it said Flippleberry Academy of Technology but underneath it it said your future and so the joke was that it was like our future and so my friend was like you know what you should do we should create a better trash can and so I kind of took that joke and like went along with it and I like created this prototype thing and this thing called the Girls on Fire Challenge came along and the Girls on Fire Challenge uh, was a competition um, that pr- promoted entrepreneurship in girls. And I presented my idea in there. I ended up winning for the smart can. The entire idea for Sanskriti's smart can started as a joke among her friends. Joking that their future was trash didn't exactly give Sanskriti much confidence the night before she was going to present her idea at the Girls on Fire Challenge. So actually, the night before the Girls on Fire Challenge, I was like kind of stressed out because I thought, I was like, this is a joke. I'm not going to win. I'm just going to embarrass myself. And I was talking to my dad about it. And my dad was like, you know what? You should just go and do it. And I wasn't going to go and do it, but I ended up going. And that was like, when I was presenting was kind of the moment I realized, whoa, like this might not be a joke. This like could actually be a thing to help people. I was presenting like what I thought the future outlook on the smart can was. And I was just talking about the points I'd written. um, And it was like, there should be a smart can in like everyone's home and this can really reduce the waste stream. And as I was saying that I saw like the judges expressions like change into like, you know, sort of like, wow, this is like, there's an outlook on it. And I, I like inside also like was like, whoa, like we could totally make this into a thing. A Wells Fargo executive named Cassandra Devine was one of Sanskriti's judges for the challenge. 
After hearing Sanskriti's presentation, she was on board with the idea and wanted to support it outside of the competition. And she approached me and she was like, um, this isn't officially part of like one of the prizes. There was like a prize money associated with a winning, um, but I want to work with you and I want to make this into a reality. And that's when it kind of took off. I was kind of amazed because I didn't really think that highly of like my idea, but she gave me the motivation to pursue it. So she definitely helped me with marketing and stuff. And so she um, actually um, put me in a fir- in front of a board of trustees for Wells Fargo um, in Charlotte and like high level executives. And I presented the smart can in front of them. And initially their reaction was like, okay, this is a wonderful idea. We will buy it from you, but we need you to make it first. Her idea that started as a joke was taking off. She had the backing of a mentor and now potential customers. It turned out that her future might be trash, but in a really good way. So every morning at school, we would have to stand outside of cl- our like homeroom classes. And so I like went back right next to the same trash can that said Philip Berry Academy of Technology, your future. And I was like, hey, can I tell you guys something? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, so you guys know how we made that joke about that the trash can over there a few weeks ago? Well, I ended up like actually creating a trash can and I, like I did this competition thing and I won. And I showed them like um, the check that they gave me or something. And they were like, whoa. <laughs> and they were like, well, we're going to get some of that, right? <laughs> and so, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I had to learn a lot along the way because I was only a freshman in high school when the idea came up and I didn't really have an engineering basis. So I started off by kind of researching how industrial waste receptacle systems work, especially at recycling centers where they do have to use some sort of processing to sort out what is recyclable, what is not. So what I noticed was that there were like existing infrared sensors that um, industrial models use. So at first I tried um, an infrared sensor to see how that would work. Um, I engineered just like the um, imaging part of it and I put it in my already existing trash can. It didn't work as well as I wanted it to based on accuracy. So then I turned into a more like photorealistic model where um, it would take an image. And then I was like, how would it process that image? So I researched more into that and I um, fell into pattern recognition and convolutional neural networks. And so I ended up using convolutional neural networks as like the software basis in Python and then um, using an image capturing device um, in each trash can. It takes different features of an image and then it sorts it out based on that. Using code, Sanskriti taught the smart can what each item it might encounter looks like. Take an apple, for example. There are a lot of features of an apple that makes it look like an apple. So what it will do is it will take the image of the apple and then it would already have training data in the software. Uh, the smart can would have been trained to see, oh, this is an apple because this is red. It has this curvature. This is a pear because it's green and it has this curvature and etc. And so the neural network is able to extract the image of the apple and then extract its curvature, its um, color, and its other features to tell her whether or not it's an apple or not, and then sort it out based on what it is. And so the smart can sorts out compost, recycling, and landfill items. When the smart can identifies how to sort the item into either composting, recyclable, or landfill, it puts the item in the correct trash can. This means that a user simply has to put their trash in the can. They don't have to think about sorting at all. Sounds complicated? It took her a year and a half to do. After that year and a half, Sanskriti finally had a working prototype to share with the executives, but... Well, I was 
actually kind of ghosted at first, for lack of better words, um, not to call her out or anything. But I mean, executives are busy, especially like high level executives. And so I had to kind of email her and then like find her and contact her to see if she was still interested. And she was. And it was really wonderful that she was because then she took me um, to the next step, which was marketing. So she put me in front of executives again, and then they really liked my idea, and they really liked the smart can, and so um, that's kind of how we like got through the red tape of putting it in actual physical places and like collecting data and stuff. So we're currently talking to a couple of people who own like factories, and um, they're very interested after they see the preliminary data. So um, like once we start mass production, we can like set up websites. Um, and we can like talk to like local like I'm I've been talking to like local like this local city government in Charlotte um, to see if you know they would want like a smart can in public places and stuff so we can like um, start that and like actually launch our product um, and um, mass produce it so that it could eventually be in like retail or something. The future is looking bright for Sanskriti and her innovative trash can. Throughout this journey, though. She's faced challenges because of her background. I think it was really hard for people to take my idea seriously at first, even though Wells Fargo um, helped out a lot, like in other pitch fests and stuff. Um, I was often mistaken for like an intern or something because I was very young and everyone else in the room was, for like a lack of better words, like an old white guy. And so it was really hard to be kind of taken seriously. And um, so I always have to like prove myself and like, like if someone else was giving their like, 100% I had to give my 200% just to be taken seriously because of like the area I was from in Charlotte and like the school I was from and because I was a woman of color people would always like underestimate my idea or kind of take it oh she's just doing that because you know she is Um, versus like if someone else was probably like from another part of the city was presenting the same idea for example um, then their idea would be probably taken seriously um, just because like there's like an innate sort of like, I guess, sexism or racism in like a lot of like the tech industry, which is kind of sad. One person who did take her seriously, though, President Trump. I got to go to the White House and like talk about um, other activism that I did and also talk about the smart can. Uh, I didn't get to show them a prototype because I was there for the Easter egg roll. So it would be kind of weird to roll in with like a prototype. um, And there's like a bunny next to like Donald Trump. Um, But I really got to um, talk to them about like the inner city and what it's like. And it was really interesting to me because my entire life I'd been kind of in a bubble um, of a certain sort of political idea. And I was actually kind of scared to like go into like the space. Um, And I heard so much about these people like via the media and stuff. Um, But it was really interesting to me as how they like heard about like who I was and they were very respectful and um, they heard about like my story and they heard about the smart can and they were like willing to say like okay like yeah we could possibly have this in the White House one day as soon as you start like mass production which was like super cool Um, but it was really cool just to see that um, I guess people are more than what they are on paper Um, And so that we're all humans at the end of the day. I think definitely um, going to the White House and like seeing like the other side of the story um, taught me that like everyone comes from different places and it's really important to like hear the other side out and be bipartisan sometimes because I feel like social media, especially with all the algorithms in our phone, you know, you like a picture and then it only shows you like what you've liked. So you're kind of like in this cloud or bubble um, and you kind of become polarized. So it's really important to like listen to other people. I guess I'm really interested in what sort of advice would you give to other young people 
that are interested in this space of like innovation and technology? I would just tell them to not give up no matter what, no matter if it like ends up being a joke or if it starts off as a joke and to like listen to people who disagree with you because that's where your most valuable advice comes from and listen to your customer especially listen to the people who are going to use your products cuz they're the most important people and um it, know when to give up also um there were like a lot of like different versions of the smart can like the infrared sensor where if i would have like kept pursuing that version i would have never gotten to my end goal and to not be afraid of anything or anyone That is some really good advice from Sanskriti. You can tell really how much that advice mirrored her story and how much she learned along this journey of developing and marketing the smart can. Something, I mean, really that stands out in the whole story and in her advice is to believe in yourself and believe in your idea and follow through with it, even if it did start it out as a joke, because I'm sure there are definitely um, some moments where she felt, well, I've been joking about this for such a long time. How do I even talk about this in a real and serious way? And it sort of took her until the very last minute to actually get on board with her own idea. But once she really decided that this is what she wanted to pursue, she didn't let go and she kept following through um, with her mentor and following through with the entire design process. It's very inspiring for sure. I, that's definitely one aspect of the story that I found very fascinating um, was just how far along this joke sort of carried her um, to the point where she like wrote a lot of code just as a joke. Um, I found that very impressive. And um, I definitely think that, yeah, her advice where she says never give up, I'm sure is coming from a very you know, personal place of she definitely wanted to give up, I'm sure, at some points. And um, that encouragement and um, validation from her mentor and from winning the competition and just a lot of outside voices that sort of encouraged her on her journey definitely pushed her and, you know, gave her a lot of confidence in, in her own abilities and in her own idea I think that support is sort of key to entrepreneurship. Yeah, it's definitely a very different form of activism than what we previously talked about. It's not community organizing, which is a lot of our episodes have been about that. It's sort of the other side of that is organizing things and products and logistics. And there is definitely a lot of work that she had to do throughout the entire process. But there are also, I think, a lot of similarities between those two different types of activism. Hers had this entire process there at the end and what they're doing right now, which is the testing and auditing of the smart can and seeing, well, what is going well with it? What do we need to change in the future design? And I think that's been mirrored in some of the youth stories who are trying to change something in their community. Maybe it's an opinion, maybe it's some sort of policy, but they always keep coming back to that community and saying, how do you feel about this now? 
what do we need to do next? A lot of that same attitude Sanskriti had, and it was all rooted just like a lot of the people that we've talked to in this desire to create something that has a long-term beneficial impact on everyone. And I don't think that there are a lot of companies that that's really what their entire mission is rooted in. Even if they are working on sustainability issues or promoting different social movements, I mean, Sanskriti's really started with how do I solve this problem of being able to separate different types of waste because if they're not separated then it's just going to go to the landfill yeah it was a very sort of straightforward response of you know there's a problem the waste is not being separated properly how do i fix it it's a very um, engineering mentality to have um to just create a piece of technology that'll do it for you um one of we're, I think that's definitely something that we can both relate to as engineering students. And one of my professors always says that engineers are uh, lazy. Not that Sanskrit is lazy, <laughs> but um, creating a piece of technology that will do the work for you is a very engineering idea. And I, I love it so much. Um, I think that it is definitely a different kind of activism at work where you create a tangible resource uh, for people to use. Um, instead of necess- like you know pushing legislation or you know some sort of change, um, you're just creating an, uh, a piece of technology. And um, there are other examples of companies that do similar things. Um, you know, search engines that will plant trees every time you use it. Or um, I mean, you can even look at like Elon Musk, for example, his idea starting behind Tesla was to create a vehicle that had no carbon emissions sorry that had no carbon emissions from burning fossil fuels and that's been attempted through regulation and through activism of trying to have more stringent uh, fuel requirements fuel economy requirements but doing it through a company is a completely different mechanism than doing it through organizing, doing it through government. And they can both be effective for sure. Like Sanskriti could have decided, well, instead of making this product, I want to um, make it easier and more accessible for people to have recycling bins or for people to have composting bins. But this route, if she's successful in the mass production of it, can definitely stretch farther than just her city. One of the most dramatic moments of the episode was finding out that President Trump had invited Sanskriti to present her idea at the White House. She talks about how we're often in a social media bubble, so to speak, um, only surrounding ourselves with ideas that are like our own, and it's very easy to do now. She emphasizes that when you're solving problems and um, working in activism, it's really important to make sure that you are listening to all the voices that you are going to impact, especially with, you know, a piece of technology. It's it's important to make sure that you are hearing diverse ideas and really listening to people. And in, in her advice that she gave at the end of the episode, she said it's it's crucial to listen to people who disagree with you, specifically people who disagree with you, because they're the ones that will show you exactly what it is that you're doing wrong um, and how maybe you need to change your product to better fit your market. 
she really emphasized this and I thought that was really interesting especially since she did go to the White House and share her ideas um, being around a lot of different kinds of people is is really important I think that same attitude of listening to people who disagree with you is also seen on the more like organizing side of activism definitely like on the very political spectrums if you aren't listening to people who don't agree with you then you're probably going to be left with a very limited number of people who want to work with you on the product um the not the product sorry the project the problem that you <laughs> that you're trying to solve for her, I think that moment when she realized that maybe was going to meet President Trump and hearing that he did support her idea and that he believed in it as well. Because he's certainly a very divisive figure, and, and she mentioned before going that she was very nervous because of that and that she was sort of surprised, actually, um, at his support of her and that she's been able to carry that with her and that lesson of trying not to put people in boxes before you talk with them and to really listen to what they're having to say, even if it's not what you expect them to say or necessarily want them to say. As always, thank you for listening to this episode of Hashtag Pass the Mic Youth. For more stories about young activists, check out PassTheMikeYouth.com. A huge thank you to Sanskriti for sharing her story. Without her, the episode wouldn't have been possible. Hashtag PassTheMikeYouth is made possible by NC State Extension, but does not necessarily reflect its views.